Hello and welcome back to Techies, the podcast about simplifying our lives one gadget at a time. This is episode 16 for Sunday, October... That's not right, October 19th. <laughs> What's the date today? The 26th. I should correct that. This is episode 16 of Techies for Sunday, October 26th, 2014. My name is Shane and alongside me here... Are both Tony and Matthew, Anthony and Matthew. Hello, gentlemen. How are you this evening? Hey. Hey, good, good. How are you guys? I'm all right. Doing okay. I'm a little fed up with technology right now, but doing okay, <laughs> considering. It's, it's easy. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's right. the point of the show, I suppose. <laughs> it's, almost, it's almost game time here. Where <laughs> we try to get going a little... Uh, early to catch the Packer game, but unfortunately it is, uh, well, it's mostly my fault, but probably all my fault. We're still starting uh, around the usual time. You're doing a good job, Shane. What are you guys up to there? I am drinking a Miller Lite and getting uh, ready for some games. World Series is going on as well. I've been pretty uh, pretty caught up in that. So. Oh, excellent. Exciting. Are the are the Giants gonna win it? You think? Um, I don't. It's a tough call. They they won by a landslide last night. It's, it's uh, two games to two games, so it's it's close. This could come down to the wire. Ooh. Is that nice. going on right now? Or um, about ten minutes. Oh, okay. <laughs> fun, fun. Sweet. So yeah, um, Tony, what did you say? What you were drinking? Or, no, wait. I'm just drinking some tequila and coke. I don't know if it's really good, but it's all I got right now. <laughs> so I'd like to give it a shot. Do you good. recommend it to all of our listeners or no? I don't know if I, rec- I recommend it if that's all you have and you want to you know, get a little <laughs> buzz maybe. But uh, other than that, I think uh, I'm sure there would be some better options out there. Cool. But, uh, yeah. What about you, Shane? Uh, it's the, uh, just tapping the Rockies tonight. Ooh, that was good. Yeah. Should we dive uh, right into the show then? Yeah. Sounds good. News. Incredible moment. Blind man with bionic eye sees for the first time in 33 years. This is according to Mirror, uh, which is like mirror.co.uk. So Larry Hester, who's 66, uh, was blind for half his life, so 33 years, uh, due to his condition called retinous pigmentosa, which I have no clue what that actually is, and I didn't dive into (laughs) it too much, honestly. Into your research? (laughs) I read the article. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's a a condition where your eyeball just kind of hangs out. Yeah, clearly that's... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, so this eye implant that they uh, shoved in there allows him to see shapes and differentiate between dark and light. So, you know, not full-scale sight again, but anything's better than nothing. And so 
when they implanted this, they did it pretty much, uh, seems like about a month in advance. They did it in September, and then earlier this month, and the article was written this month, so it was still October, um, they actually turned it on for him. And at first, what they had asked him, they just asked uh, just to check, you know, make sure what do you see, and he just replied nothing. And then when they actually turned it on, he continued, he quoted, yes, flashing, flashing big time. And uh, that it was incredible. It was bright and it was significant. was what he mentioned. So, yes, it was this electronic stimulator uh, (laughs) planted in his left eye at uh, Duke Eye Center in North Carolina. And as I mentioned, turned on earlier this month um, by Dr. Paul Hahn. He is the seventh person in U.S. in the U.S. to receive this, um, which is actually called the Argus II Retinal pro- Prosthesis System, <laughs> uh, since it was approved. Yeah, so I was. Nice. I think that's awesome. It's it really does, and one of the things they talk about in here is how it's it almost seems like science fiction, and I think I think that's great. Again, you know, and I seem to keep. Uh, finding these articles about, you know, the, these types of things like the prosthetic leg and all that, and I think I think it's just as important to. Uh, to you must uh, have this huge fear of losing limbs. Like, <laughs> oh, doing I research think it's on great. that. Yeah, it, I think it, it's an important, uh, you know, for everyone out there that uh, technology work uh, better for them for simplifying their lives. So I think this is great and. Hope we can continue doing more things like this for uh, people that are impaired. Oh, yeah, I agree. I like that. Um, just getting anybody any more functionality that they might have once had. Um, and then I know it's not the same, but, you know, anything we can do to advance that, um, I really do like that. Yeah, cool. definitely cool stuff. Mm-hmm. All right, Matt. Uh, take her away. All right. I got one from uh, Gizmodo, um, and this is Google ne- Google's Nexus 6 Superphone is here, and it's a monster. Uh, so Google just announced <laughs> their uh, next Nexus phone. This is the uh, pure Android phone that uh, that Google works with. Um, you have to buy it off contract. Uh, they worked with Motorola this time, um, and it is 6 inches. So this thing is definitely a phablet. Uh, 3 gigs of RAM and 32 gigs of um, you know, hard drive space. Uh, the resolution is 1440p, uh, you know, 2560 by 1440. Uh, it's going to run the latest Android L, which is now called uh, Lollipop. They've got a name for it, and the pre-orders will be available on October 29th, and it's going to start at 650 bucks. Um, so yeah, this is actually a little bit more expensive than I thought they were going to uh, release. The the last two Nexuses were seemed a bit cheaper than this, so it's kind of keeping my eye on it to to see if something was going to be. You know, relatively cheap that I could uh, maybe upgrade to uh, an Android phone versus uh, looking at one of the iPhones that might be a little bit more expensive. Uh, but uh, it, it is, you know, for a six-inch phablet, um, it's actually pretty aggressively priced, um, and it's got some uh, really good specs. So, um, pretty cool stuff. Oh yeah, it looks really good. If I was ever going to do anything with Android, I would do the pure Android. I would. I wouldn't want to do anything with any kind of third-party software or anything like that. Um, yeah. And it looks like, is it having that lollipop? Is that the new OS on it? Yep, that's the new one with their new uh, material design. Um, so just using uh, kind of the, the new interface there. So things should look pretty 
uh, pretty nice there. Uh, I was really impressed with the the keynote that, that Google had with the the new operating system or the new version of it. Yeah, nice. Sweet, yeah, six inches though. <laughs> yeah, that's not you can put that in your pocket. <laughs> I guess yeah, five and a half is really pushing it as it is. I think. Mm-hmm. Well, I I just you know. I don't know why they're doing it. Like they had the Nexus 4 that was a 4-inch phone, Nexus 5, 5-inch. Why are they feeling they have to keep going with this? <laughs> oh, it's a 6. It's got to be 6 inches. Like what, what's going to happen next year? They're going to have right. They already did Nexus 7 with the yeah. uh, which was a tablet. <clears throat> I don't know why they're 6.5. Was uh, it? Oh. No, no, no. I'm saying <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the next, next step, 6. I don't 4. know. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know why they feel like they have to keep uh the, I don't maybe it makes sense from a marketing standpoint where they're kind of getting all of the uh, the sizes covered, but uh, I, I thought it was kind of odd that they just kept increasing by an inch every time. They just use like the law of diminishing returns after that or something. <laughs> six point five, six point seven five, six point whatever it is after that. <laughs> Alright, well cool man. Yeah, good stuff. Tony, you're up. Yeah. All right. What I got here is from ABC News, and the article is What You Need to Know About Apple Pay's Monday Launch. And this was last Monday. Um, And that's when the 8.1 update came out for iOS 8. And that allowed uh, people who had iPhone 6 or 6 Pluses um, to upgrade to um, be able to uh, use Apple Pay on their phones. I just want to point out real quick, so is is, uh, Windows and and, uh, iOS at the same version level right now? Oh yeah, I was thinking about that because uh, pretty cool. Yeah, that, was, <laughs> that was interesting. Eight point one. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, they brought the start I, menu back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about that, and I was thinking maybe like they kind of want to distance themselves from that. I don't know with uh, eight point yeah. one and you know the whole Microsoft thing. But anyway, um, so um, I just kind of wanted to, to talk about this article here a little bit, just because to, to give people a little bit of a kind of a how. Um, um, Apple Pay kind of works a bit. And what this article talked about is the first part is it'll work on the iPhone 6 or 6 Plus and then the iPad 2 Air and the iPad Mini 3. Um, what it didn't talk about, but I think you can use it, is some of those iWatches, but they're not out yet. So <laughs> Some um, of them, their iWatches. The, those Apple or Apple Watches. I think that's what they call those, yeah. not i. Apple Watches. Yeah, I don't know if they're getting away. It seems like they're getting away from that i, I prefix for yeah. whatever reason. It, could be, yeah. I could kind of see that with Apple, Apple Pay, and um, Apple Watches. But anyway, um, to use it, and um, um, it seems pretty easy. It seems easier than um, I know that Google Wallet was one of those things back uh, a little while ago. Uh, I'm not really sure how to use that, but I did hear that was a little harder. But anyway, um, to use it, you just position your iPhone near a payment point and hold your finger for the Touch ID. Um, and then when you get a little vibration, um, you get a little thing on your uh, your display saying the transaction was successful, and that's pretty much all you need to to do to use it. Um, and it's it's quick and easy, fast faster than writing a check, <laughs> which I, <laughs> I always really don't do. <laughs> hate when people in front of me do that. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, and um, I believe that's probably going away a lot more. I'm sure it's still out there now, but slowly but surely. I only write a check if I can. If I have to, I should If say. I can. If I can. <laughs> wow, I surprised I said that. But no. Yes. All right. I'm writing a check. <laughs> you know, sometimes you even the credit pens? card. Yeah. Even the credit card. Like I was in uh, Walgreens tonight, and it seems like every time I'm there even, or well, most places I use a, uh, you know, the credit card reader, it seems like it ends up taking way longer than it should because it's like, do you want to donate? Do you want to <laughs> want cash back? 
And then oh, yeah. <laughs> still at the end, it's like, is this the correct amount? <laughs> so I think Apple yeah, Pay... Yeah, uh, they always ask that. And I wonder if make I, I, um, when those come up for Apple Pay, if they're going to have any of those options too, that you would just click yes or no on your iPhone. But that'll mm-hmm. probably be in the future. Oh, God, I hope um, <laughs> But it, yeah, it also goes into a little bit of the security behind it, where the Apple and the merchant don't see any of your private information. Um, and to use it, you just take a picture of your credit card, or you can use whatever credit card you might have on iTunes. Um, and yeah, I, that was yeah, really I, easy setting up. What's that? Yeah, that was really easy setting up. Just yeah, I, I've seen other people do it. You know, when I was at work, uh, I saw someone. Oh, I just took a picture. Oh, yeah, you're good to go. And it, you know, if it's in one of the ones that I think it accepts, I know Chase is one of them. And I really, because I only have Chase, I don't know who else has it, <laughs> but I know all those do. Yeah. Um, and then when you make a purchase, um, it assigns a unique device account number, which is encrypted, um, to that um, that transaction, and um, it stores this in the secure element chip, which is it looks like only the select uh, devices that are um, supported by it um, only have this chip, so it's not going over anything. Um, but that mixed with a dynamic security code are used to make the transaction. And a lot more of these uh, vendors, which could be um, like, you know, some of them, Apple has said, like Macy's, McDonald's, Target. I know Panera is one of them. Um, they're starting to come up, but I, I don't think they're around right now. I think they're I think they're on a little bit, but I don't think they're out yet. I don't see them around where I live. So um, I think that's going to be a little slow process. But, you know, as things get going, I, I could see this really taking off a little bit more. Um, especially with the ease of use I've been hearing about um, and how quick it is to to use your phone. You might, you, I, I think because a lot of people have their phone out anyway, I could see, oh, boom, yeah, there you go, you're done. Um, but um, also one other thing to add is Apple doesn't know what you're buying. Um, they, they don't want to know. It's not something to, you know, the track and then maybe, you know, market, you know, later down the road. Um, they, they, they're, they're pretty clear at saying that. Um, and then one of the last things in this article was, um, you know, what if I lose my phone? Um, you can go to iCloud.com, go to your find find my iPhone, and you can either wipe your phone, um, and then the, or there is a, a loss mode um, that they talk about, which won't allow anything um, to be transmitted with uh, or to be used with your um, your passbook. There's a loss uh, mode, so it's like it puts you on an island simulator of some kind. <laughs> <with> smoke <laughs> monsters. That's exactly right. <laughs> that's kind of so it doesn't that. wipe everything but you can say kind of deactivate it and then if you find it then you can turn it back on is that what, what the lost exactly. mode is for nice that's what the lost mode for I haven't seen that when I went to iCloud.com I don't know if that's something coming up but um, but I, I also don't have it set up either yet um, uh, just oh, you probably have to have find it. my phone uh, um, but I do on. have find my phone but I also think if you lose your phone you do have to have um, your iTouch enabled or your code on there so that also gives you a little bit more security too. Um, so someone who picks up your phone, oh, I can't get into it. You know, I don't know the code, or my, you know, my thumbprint's not going to work. So that also offers more security as well. But if the off chance it is unlocked, you can, you know, while, while someone finds it or someone stole it and it is unlocked, which I think that that's pretty slim. Um, you do have those other options out there remotely to either wipe it or go to lost mode or or what have you. Nice. Mm-hmm. Cool. Thanks, Tony. Yeah. All right. Without further ado, XP Boost. 
All right, today we are talking about a little app that Gmail put out. That's one point or another. I'm a little confused on exactly when it was because I only got my invite. Um, what was this? <coughs> a couple of days ago now. Um, and I saw an article that was out there suggesting it was. Uh, I think I can say it's from from that actually works at Google. So you'd think it would be. You'd think it would be that's when it was actually released but then i heard from another friend that said he's had it for a while so not really sure about that the app we're referring to is inbox by gmail and as far as i can tell this is gmail's direct response to the app mailbox which is the (laughs) title is actually (laughs) almost too similar but um, it is it certainly you can certainly tell that it has a lot of those same features that mailbox did have with as far as the swiping goes and, mailbox which is now owned by uh, dropbox right exactly which which i thought about didn't for some reason i didn't realize that at first that they they both just have that box suffix like mailbox, <laughs> dropbox, that, inbox. convince them to buy it and they're like oh it's mailbox it's kind of like dropbox we gotta buy we this. pretty much owe it to ourselves to buy this <laughs> well wow, right. could you guys hear that it was a really loud motor motorbike or something that just went by um so anyway tony and i both uh had sent tony an invite and both of us have been using this a little bit here and uh so tony you want to just talk about those couple of swiping features that uh you've used so far yeah i haven't dived into too much of it but um I, you know, I just signed up for it when I got the uh, the invite, which it looks to be just invite only right now. But it you know, it looks like anybody can download it from the App Store, but you need the invite in order to get it to work. So. Right, which is exactly what uh, was the case with Mailbox also initially. Oh, that's right. That's right. I, what about, um, is this on Android as well? I don't know if you guys know that or not. I Yes. Yes, it is. Yes. They did yeah. kind of a all release for... Right. I don't know if it's, cool. For both of them, yes. Oh, and um, PC also, a, right? It's on it's on web standard web browser also. Oh. Oh, it is? Yes. There is a website. Oh, cool. Uh which I can look up, Tony, if you want to just uh, talk about sure. the uh, Yeah, I didn't know that either. But um yeah, this was all news to me less than a week, but um um I got the invite. I thought I'd give it a shot. I did use the mailbox one from Dropbox. Is that what it is called? It's called Mailbox. Yep. Um, yes. Maybe like two years ago, and there was the countdown. I think to use it. <laughs> I think that was that. Uh, I think that's all I remember of it. And then I used it, and I'm like, all right, it's okay. And you could kind of have some swiping. It. Uh, I don't. I got rid of it. I'll admit it. Anyway. Um. <clears throat> excuse me. Um. So with this one, um, you know, I got it set up, and then one of the very first things I noticed is how you can kind of swipe in different directions to kind of, I mean, you get your messages, but you can kind of swipe either left or right to, um, you know, have your messages go a certain way. And swiping right will archive your message. You're like, you know, I read it, I'm good to go, I'm done. But, um, you know, swiping left, you know, you have some other options, whether it be, you can, and it brings up like the snoozing until um, um, options. So um, I'm kind of looking at it right now just to kind of jog my memory here. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I've got it up also. Uh, it's not working for me right now. That's nice. <laughs> um, I'm trying to. It's a great feature. <laughs> it's like it's like getting the blue screen at those uh, Windows presentations or mm-hmm. <laughs> pinwheel of death at a Apple conference. All right. Yeah. Exactly. 
But anyway, I got it up, and um, there's snooze until, and some of the options are on there are tomorrow, and they just throw out, um, you know, tomorrow it looks like 7 a.m., you know, like, um, and I think that's, I think that's a pretty, uh, I think that's static, right? I don't know if you were to just try one right now, Shane, if you would get that same date and time right there for generic tomorrow. Does, does it send oh, an alarm week, at 7 a.m., or does it just come day. back in your inbox at 7 a.m.? It comes back in your inbox. Oh, okay, that's not bad, then. Yeah, 7 a.m., Okay, like if you were to do something right now, and want, we just wanted that up there, that's the first option. Um, but then there's another one for next week, which is a week from, looks to be tomorrow, So and also 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you could do someday, and then um, if you click on that... Um, you can snooze sure until the Nickelback song Someday is played next. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm not sure what someday, I don't know what that is. You get to plug uh, in whatever date you want? Actually, the one below it is pick a time and date. So, oh, so that that's kind of nice, but I'm not too sure what someday is. I haven't selected just, that option yet. Whenever uh, Google's convenience, they will send. Yeah, it back. pretty much. I think it might be <laughs> random. Like, all right, a week from now, a year from now, you know, two minutes from now, who knows? <laughs> Ten years but, uh, from now, oh crap! Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you had any. Um, if you tried that out, chain that one. But um, the last one is pick a place. So I feel like you know you can. Um, uh, you know, if I'm at work and I get like, I use set up reminders for like different bills or different things. And if I'm like, all right, I want to see this right now. I want to keep my basket clean or inbox clean. Um, you know, I can set a place like, you know, remind me when I get home. So I kind of, I, I did like that one. I just set that one up not too long ago too. Um, and you can put different addresses in and things like that into like, it'll ask you what place. So, and you can kind of set that up too. Um, so I, I did kind of like, I do like that a bit. Because there are messages I get in, and it's like, oh, I don't really want to deal with this right now. But I, I'm kind of a neat freak. I do like my inbox clean. I like having nothing in it. So what can I do right now about that? You know, and um, I can, you know, you know, look at it, acknowledge it, and then say, all right, remind me again in a little bit. So I do like that feature of this. Um, and those are kind of what I've used a lot uh, of with it. And then sometimes when we're emailing, uh, Matt and Shane and me, um, we'll, we'll have like a string of stuff. And another thing is I like how it condenses and I can kind of either open that up a little bit more if I need a little bit more reminder on what we've been talking about. Um, or I can just like, um, you know, kind of condense it down to just, you know, one thing without scrolling a lot. I do yeah. like that feature a bit as well as, um, um, the reply to all. I do like right. that too. Yeah. Uh, how does it condense it more than, uh, like the, the web app, the, the current Gmail <laughs> web interface? Cause it's, exactly. I mean, it, it shows all the conversations in one thing. How does it condense it? Yeah, more I, than think, that? I think I think well, what's what's nice about it is that it's all in one single view. It's not like a scrolling interface so much. Yes. Um. So we have you know your your email <laughs> most recent at the bottom. Above that is you know all your in between emails, and then there's a number with a you know a number in a circle that shows how many emails are in between there that you can just tap on to expand. But that's all done in a single view that, you know, that doesn't scroll, which is actually something that I found you take some getting used to because you're so used to, or I'm so used to the Gmail app, which works, you know, a little bit differently. Um, but yeah, yeah I, is it, I think I like it. Is it in reverse a bit? Like the, the most up-to-date conversations at the top versus... I think this app, the most up-to-date uh, conversation of whoever email is at the bottom. Is that what is you that were how it to? Well, no, it's more about the way... It, well, I should say, for instance, um, if you try to scroll, in a lot of cases, I've noticed it 
I think it flicks out of that particular email and goes back to your inbox. Have you run into that issue? No, I wouldn't say I have a bit uh, or at all. Um, but like, if I try to scroll, it might just open it up. But I do find that the uh, the latest message is at the bottom, and I know the Gmail dot com. Yeah, it's at the top. Yeah, I suppose that's true. Um, and I guess that might have taken a little bit getting used to, but right now I do like it. I know I've been known to like something for a while and then maybe get sick of it. So we'll see how this goes. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, My biggest. Oh, it hasn't been tell a your week girlfriend yet. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you oh, you did right you did briefly talk about reminders, Tony. Did, um, did you mention those? I can I can go into those a little bit more if you. I guess maybe a little bit. I did have a reminder up. It kind of looks like it comes in as a an, a message, and you can kind of do the same thing you want to it. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, I haven't I haven't done a lot with it. I, for whatever reason, I haven't tried it too much. But the nice so. One of the easy things about this, I find, you have this little plus sign in the lower right that you can tap on, and then you get multiple options when you tap on there. For instance, I've got <laughs> I've got you, I've got Matt on there right away. Um, mm-hmm. Just kind of quick contacts that I can just tap on right away and start sending an email. There's also just the standard compose there, but along with that is the reminder option. Um, so what it does is it allows you, it puts both your reminders, which are essentially the same kind of reminders you'd get in iOS also, you know, a a checklist basically. And, but it could just combines all that in your email box instead. Um, And one of the other things you can do, it it looks like, which I haven't, again, I haven't done too much with, but on a particular email, you can actually just tap on the thumbtack option. And that from what I can get out of that it looks like it just converts that email into a reminder have you done anything oh. with that tony I, I i saw it i know there's a um google does have a video on it when you kind of first get into this they'll mm-hmm. have something like that and i did see that i wasn't really sure about it if it if you if you tacked on it if it just kept it in your inbox or or what i haven't really played around with it but i you know i kind of did a little bit right now but yeah that does make sense like i i see how that is so, it's got when you click on it, you can go, it, it kind of has a little, little picture of a hand and then remember two, mm-hmm. and then you can kind oh, yeah, of, you, you can know, write something more, down there. Right. A little more specific. And then, yeah. so if you're, if you're in your inbox, there is also this thumbtack slider at the top. So if you slide that over, it then only shows your emails that are pinned, which is kind of nice. I mean, it's, a, it's really no different than, than the star in Gmail. And I'm sure that's probably where that's actually going and you can do all your other things that you normally would in gmail uh, along with all this but mm-hmm. one of the other features that they offer is bundles <coughs> which lets you and and there are several default ones you can choose from and they are travel purchases finance sh- social updates forums and promos and so that allows you to kind of condense any of those particular types of things down into that particular group so it doesn't take up so much space in your inbox which is pretty nice and i think that's probably one of the big focuses of the, of inbox in general um i unfortunately haven't really got to use that too much so far but i can see how that would be pretty useful um i've seen a couple things going into the promos right away and i think that's going to be most of your advertising kind of emails but yes. uh 
Yeah. And then, uh, so, you know, we mentioned the quick contacts you can go to down there. There's also, um, and I, I don't know if you've seen this yet, Tony, but that's also where I didn't get it immediately, but then I got maybe three invites I was able to send out to people. And that's the same place where you start getting your inbox invites that you can send is it is in that pl- uh, red plus sign in the lower right along with all oh. the quick contacts and yeah it, it didn't show up until i think like the second day i had it but it was a yellow icon they cl- can click on and send out like i said i think i sent out to maybe three different people nice so, i just um, see it right now i didn't even i did not see that before though but i do have those right um and we mentioned the being able to reply all quickly is is very really nice um just at the very bottom you can just tap and then start replying right away which is reply all is what i use you know 90 percent of the time anyway so that's yes. good that that they did it that way um and along with that uh rather than archiving your emails you're, you're basically just checking them off as done rather than uh you know hitting the archive button that's really the only difference and these are all going into the same folders that they would normally in gmail or the you know the equivalents in gmail so exactly yeah i think that's about it really um there was maybe one other thing i wanted to talk about anything else you can think of tony um no i mean they just have the um um you know the normal there's the i don't know if it's three lines in the upper left hand corner where you have your Inbox, your snooze, you're done, your draft, you're sent, your reminders, your trash, your spam. And then you can kind of keep going down for travel, purchase, finance, social, all those menus on the left if you need that, which is kind of like what you normally would see in, um, I think, any kind of mail application. Yeah, um, yeah. One thing I didn't like is sometimes I get the, you know, I get the trash mail and I I guess I, I, I think I've seen this a lot and I, and I was using Apple's native mail app um, before this and I kind of, and kind of tag teaming. I'm using both right now. Um, mm-hmm. And Me too. one setting in mail, you can use either quickly to either archive a message or or you can switch that to a trash can in the settings. And um, I kind of do both a lot. Um, but um, I usually keep it on archive because I think I archive a lot more. But then there's those, you know, those messages I get. I'm like, oh, I just want to trash this. I don't care. And there's a couple more, you know, taps where I got to find, you know, move to trash in the mail app. And then on, um, I would say on inbox, I would have to kind of click on, um, you know, the message, obviously, while I'm in the message, but then kind of move to and then find the trash option. Like, I guess I kind of want to have maybe a quick little trash icon on there, too. But um, other than that, I I really do like it right now. And I could see me using this for a while. So, you know, we'll kind of see what happens with it. I'm looking forward to self-driving cars. (laughs) (laughs) um yeah the one thing i was going to mention is it looks like the url is inbox.google.com and unfortunately they are only allowing this on chrome at the moment more browsers coming soon i should hope one of which is safari since that's what i'm primarily using right now um and because (laughs) google came from webkit and there's really no reason it shouldn't be on safari right now in my opinion but that's just me (laughs) Uh, mm-hmm. I get it. I, I guess I get it. They're working on their own platform. That's fine. Um, sure. And I don't know how much I really see myself even using it. It's funny because I, I think I have the opposite. I'm kind of doing the opposite of Matt right now where I, um, I find myself I, like I would rarely be using the uh, desktop um, website for this and, and primarily just using 
the mobile app, whereas Matt seems to be kind of the opposite right now. Yep, I, I pretty much just use the mob or the uh, desktop web app for for email. I rarely check it on my phone. Once in a while, yeah. Um, I'm kind of I am curious. So inbox, it seems like they're trying to take your your email and turn it into this kind of to do type structure. So right. you know, assuming each message is a to do, you know, in its raw form, you'd be just to do would be to read it and then it's done. But then you can create reminders and, and do other things there as well. Um, yeah, I don't know if <laughs> you know how I feel about <laughs> I that. Right? Yeah, I'd... some huge rant about uh, keeping your to dos out of email, You're right? Because uh, that's not the right tool. And it seems like uh, Google does. The, they they keep trying to do a lot of different things with email. Uh, so they actually added those travels, purchases, finance, social update, whatever those tabs. Uh, at mm-hmm. one point, um, I turned them off a while ago because uh, I, I, I'm pretty strict about what gets in my inbox uh, so I don't I don't sign up for anything like that so I try and keep mine pretty clean um, but, that, but that that was more for just I think organizing like your your stuff is still going to come in your inbox um, even if you turn them off they would just come in your inbox instead of going into those separate ones which I think those were just to like alright you got your promotions and that would be that would be like I think borderline spam really like you know you're oh yeah here's, here's a coupon or here's this or I get pick and save stuff now if I turned on I turn those off too but if I turn those on, I'm sure everything under the little pr- promotion tab would be stuff from Pick and Save. And for some reason, I still I feel like you know every once in a while I might want to look at those coupons. But for the most part, I delete them. <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to say I, 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 I just I hated all that too. So I didn't I didn't like how they you know they set all that up too. So I don't know. So um, yeah, it's it's actually kind of funny. That that was one of the things that I was kind of scratching my head a little bit about um, was the to do sort of way they were going with this app, um, especially because with the whole inbox zero uh, mentality nowadays, which this does seem like it would actually help a lot with. On the other hand, I find it just kind of ironic because I literally just had a coworker talking about, you know, he was kind of talking about inbox zero. And then I got all about it. I was like, yeah, I really like to keep a clean inbox. And one of the things he said specifically was what your inbox should not be your to-do list or, you know, something along those lines. And this is really the opposite kind of approach. <laughs> yeah, that's it, my mentality too is just to-dos, you know, in, uh, oh, I can't even talk here. <laughs> it's worked out for uh, e- Email is essentially just sending messages back and forth. I mean, you wouldn't have your messages app on your phone have to-dos there when people send you a text message. So email is a little bit, you know, we've kind of maybe formalized a little bit more so there's more to it, but it still is just a messaging type app. It's a different way of sending messages. So you want to get those to-dos out of there. If there's something you have to do, uh, you should either use a to-do application that's specifically designed for it. Um, you can copy links in, in email uh, pretty easy. So in, in Gmail, you could just copy the URL, throw it in your to-do list, and now you've got it somewhere else and you can archive it. Yeah. And, uh, and then you can prioritize it however you want in your to-do list, but then it's with all your to-do stuff versus just clogging up your... In- because you know, you, let's say you get another 100 emails that to-do kind of goes out of sight and you can lose track of it. So um, I think it's just a terrible, <laughs> it's a terrible tool for uh, to-dos. Well, and while... it looks like Google's trying to... Well, like, like, what? Come again? <laughs> it's like you're trying to hammer, what is it, like a square into a circle hole. <laughs> Google just keeps getting bigger and bigger tools to try and slam that stupid square into that, well, uh, that round while, hole. While I can see your point on that, I actually <laughs> think, I actually think I might kind of side with google a little bit on this because while i in theory maybe you shouldn't be using your email as a to-do list 
that's what I find myself doing more often than not. At work, that is what I ultimately am doing because I will keep an email in my inbox until I have addressed it. That's just how I roll. That's just I'm me personally. The same way. And then yeah, I have I think... reminders set up for my calendar for like to pay bills or whatever. And then it sends me an email and then I don't get rid of that email until I pay that bill. Because to me, it that makes a lot more me. sense than like having a giant list of folders, which I also do, and then like needing <laughs> to go through those and figure out which one is hasn't been addressed yet. Um, so I actually do. I kind of like the idea of maybe combining. You know, it's productivity, especially with work email. That's what you're doing. You're trying to get things done, and I don't know. Just seems like maybe combining those uh, when it comes to a work environment makes more sense, in my opinion. Yeah, it's a, it's a really tough problem because I think, uh, you know, fundamentally I can go and say email is not a tool for keeping track of to-dos. But yeah, I think the majority of people actually do that because it's, hey, I've got a message in there. I don't want to archive it until I, you know, I'm done with it. So it exactly. is a good reminder. It's pretty much the easiest thing you can do to to create a reminder. Um, and so think, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. And people it's, look at it a lot. Like like they're they're looking at their email, their inbox, their inbox a lot throughout the day. Now, I don't know if that's everybody, but I'm always on my phone. I know, Matt, you said, I, I don't know if you use your, your your phone primarily for email, but I think a lot of people do, and maybe that's why they want to come, maybe kind of combine that. I don't know. Right. Yeah, so I think I think it's a good idea in theory. Um, and, but you everyone's know, got their own workflows. Kind of so. to Matt's point, not all of Google's projects have really panned out, and one of which <laughs> that I think um, <laughs> you guys have, uh, I can think of a specific example that both of you guys were the whole time were pretty much like yeah this isn't gonna work and i was like come on man it's really i really want this to work and, it <laughs> and that was a uh, google wave yeah, way back when <laughs> i, was, I, I don't still don't understand what that was supposed to do yeah <laughs> what did it do i think right? i wanted it to be something that it maybe wasn't because uh it seemed like a just a big productivity tool ideally um yeah i i, I never really got to use it too much that seems like something I could really benefit from at work is just having a, a more of an overall uh, tool for uh, you know collaborative uh, productivity from Google. And considering we use Google at work, um, so I don't know. I, I I'd like to see more of that kind of stuff come out of Google. Stuff that well, may or I, may not pan out. I think Google <laughs> likes to just. I've I've almost heard this a lot with whatever either I've listened to in terms of podcasts or read, but. They like to come out with a lot of different things and then, you know, see what see what sticks. They like to throw a whole bunch of stuff against the wall and see what sticks. <laughs> That's what yes. I've heard a lot from when referencing with what Google likes to make or do or whatever. And, you know, it works. It works for them. You know, maybe not on every little thing. Obviously, that stuff falls off the wall. There's right. the little, yeah. <laughs> nice. But uh, what sticks, then that works. You know, All right, Gmail cool. was one of those at one point. And now look at, this, look at Gmail now. Good on you, Google. Thanks for, <laughs> yeah, Google. Thanks for trying new things. Yeah, big day. Yeah, I well, mean, the, the nice thing, though, is it does have Gmail behind it, and if it's got Google behind it as well. It's kind of like a lot of people are using Gmail. This seems like a pretty good, maybe I just want to try, you know, kind of Google's own app for, for how they manage email. They, they probably do it really well because they, they know email in, is in and out. So yeah. um, it's it seems like a really good alternative to just your normal default mail app, which uh, may or may not be the best. Um, so... Yeah, I may, I may just try this out just because it is Google. They've got, you know, uh, I use Gmail. This should be a no-brainer for them hooking up to it. So uh, they probably have a lot of things figured out there, that way. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> Even though I don't want to do to-dos in it. Yeah. 
All right. Well, I don't know well, how much of the to-dos I use, but I do like the, uh, the 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 feature I like the best is snoozing. I like to snooze in our uh, our uh, an email accurate, message. Something uh, I don't want to see, it. but I like to keep my inbox clean. I like I use the snooze all the time, also, but not in email. Yeah, yeah. I'm the same way. That's so appropriate. Uh, <laughs> it's my, a my temporary biggest, solution. Uh, my biggest problem with uh, mailbox was that it created all these other folders, or you know, not all these, but. Uh, a couple other folders inside of Gmail, and then started, uh, I think, tagging different things to 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 handle their snooze functionality. And I'm assuming that uh, uh, Google's got this figured out a little bit better than uh, the Mailbox, probably because they could probably oh, right. just add some features to Gmail to support it. Yeah, I did not like that in Mailbox actually having the the Mailbox uh, folders in there necessarily. But uh, yeah, and that took some figuring out initially when I needed to, just to be able to uh, create custom ones. But uh, yeah, I'm glad we don't have to worry about that with Inbox. All right. Well, I think I think we've pretty much covered it here. Um, good stuff. Good, good <laughs> debates. I like this. So I'll just I'll just say real quick, unless you guys think I should read it off. Uh, our friend uh, Lauren uh, commented on our Facebook page once again. He's talking about he was just commenting on our uh, the virtual box. Uh, just basically agreeing with you, Matt, on on uh, how how easy it is to use and everything. That is the one you used, right? Yeah. yeah. Wow, I'm I'm glad this is I think the first time that uh, he's agreed with me on something. So, <laughs> well, cool. maybe I should read it then. <laughs> <laughs> it's up to you Thanks. guys if you think I should go in there and uh, rip, read that off. Uh We'll see how let's see how long he uh how long it was here, but eh, it's not too bad. All right, real quick, uh, Lauren, once again. I've been using VirtualBox for years now. It's the best, and it's free. What I liked about it, what I like about it, is that it really does run very close to the hardware. Check it out and see if you really ever notice any lag. I used to like, I used to like using it for running 64-bit versions of Linux on my 32-bit Windows XP system. VirtualBox reached down through Windows to my 64-bit AMD chip, and those virtual machines just screamed. I never saw anything move so fast before on that hardware. So there you go. Nice. Wow, that's cool. I, I probably wouldn't have even tried to do the uh, run a 64-bit uh, on a 32-bit uh, operating system. So that's cool. Yeah, that's interesting. Cool. Well, that's Thanks nice again, Lauren. Yeah. All right. Well, you can reach us at niceguynetwork.com slash techies. On iTunes, search for us um, with Techies Podcast as the search query. And then you can also find us on Stitcher. You may email us at techiespodcast at gmail.com, on facebook.com slash techiespodcast, or on Twitter at techiespodcast. Find more shows also on at niceguynetwork.com. And I think that'll about do it. Anything else uh, from you guys? Nope, nothing. Good. <laughs> uh, yep, good. Good, good. Excellent, wonderful, fantastic. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Tony. And what? (laughs) So thank you. (laughs) And as always, take her easy. (laughs) Yeah.